0: We've chosen the most popular interviews for you to select the Listener's Choice winner. If you're not sure how the Listener's Choice competition works, have a look at horsechats.com slash choice for the rules and the leaderboard. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. International Horse College's motto is people safety and horse welfare, and you'll find this message throughout our chats. Registered Training Organisation, number 31352. Today's guest is Shana Kirkham. Shana's a specialist vaulting coach. She's also a FEI vaulting lunger. She's competed at four international events and is getting ready to go to Germany in July. How are you, Shana?
1: Very well, thank you.
0: How are you? Good, good. Shana, have you got a quote for us to get started?
1: Oh, we've got so many quotes as a coach, but one of my favourites is, be good and tell everyone, be great and they'll tell you.
0: (laughs) That's that's actually quite good. It's it quite a good one for your kids. Yeah. And so true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It is, it is. I have many many levels of vulture, some from complete beginners up to elite athletes, and it's very, very relevant to all levels.
0: Yeah. And some people do like to talk a bit and tell people how good they are and then they do something to show that maybe they're just not as quite as good as what they're telling everyone as well. That's right. Better to be a bit quiet and be great. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about how you started with horses, and not just how you started, but what your very first memory was.
1: I have some very early memories of trail riding with my mum along Dudley Beach. I'm from Newcastle originally, Mm -hmm. and lots of good trail riding memories, and then developing further into more equestrian-type activities, like flat work, dressage, jumping, cross-country, and more trail riding, which just horses in general was a passion, came from my Mm mum. And then when I was about 13, we discovered equestrian vaulting, and we developed that into our team, which we've been in the Hunter Valley region for over 25 years now.
0: Brilliant. Just going back to your trail riding, do you have a specific memory of riding along the beach? You know, what horse you were riding and what happened or anything I like do. That. <laughs> yeah.
1: I do. His, um, his name was Sheik. He was my mum's beautiful chestnut horse. Mm-hmm. And he was very tolerant. And I, was, I remember riding alongside my sister, who was two years older than me. I must have been about four at the time. And mum was walking in front of us. And this horse was just so trustworthy. We could go off lead, So we'd go along the beach and then we'd come back up the bush track. And really good memories.
0: <laughs> good, good. All right. Now, you started off because you were talking about having the vaulting in the Hunter Valley. And that was when you were about 13. What sort of gave you the interest in the first place? and?
1: My mum was a Riding for the Disabled riding instructor, Mm -hmm. so she was based up at Raymond Terrace, and I'd go along to be an assist, just helping her out where needed. Um, One of the other riding instructors there was a physiotherapist as well, so she designed a program called Hippotherapy, which would encourage the disabled children to move around the horse rather than just riding. It just gave them a bit more of a challenge, Mm -hmm. and then I became a support rider. And then we evolved over time to become an integrated team and we've evolved a, a, again over time to become a high-level elite equestrian vaulting team.
0: Yep, yep, very good, very good. Now, if someone wants to work with horses, what would you say to them? What sort of core skills or character traits do you think they need?
1: Hmm, there's so many. I would recommend always take your time with every single horse. Mm-hmm. They'll all have a story, they'll all have a background, show respect and a strong but kind and fair
0: approach. Okay, okay. And I think that's if you take your time with every horse and have that standard across all horses, but knowing then that, that once you've decided you're taking your time, you've still got to look at them individually.
1: Absolutely. Always take into account that they are just like people you're working with different personalities, different behaviour traits and history. Every horse has their own history. And once you understand that, you can really process that and work really well into a partnership. So, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Now, when people first start, you know, because you get kids from a fairly young age, how do you know that they're going to make it? How do you teach them that? I mean, how? what sort of core skills, you know, when they first come in, if you've got a group of kids coming in for the first time, what makes them a bit unique, a bit individual that you think, oh, you've got a little bit of extra something that's going to make it so that you're going to be better with horses? Is there anything there that you can think about?
1: Um, There surely is. There's um, it's vaulting. It's not necessary to have done dancing, gymnastics or riding as a prerequisite. It's definitely much easier to adapt mm-hmm. to vaulting, but it's definitely not a prerequisite to set the individuals apart. As long as they have – I always say to my guys, I would always, always rather a vaulter or any athlete to work with my horses – to have a five-star attitude and a two-star quality rather yeah. than a five-star quality and a two-star attitude.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah. as long as they've got a willingness to work hard and be part of a team with our horses, and they all know this, all the girls on my team, our horses are our number one athlete, mm-hmm. and, yeah, that's how it really works. Yeah,
0: mm. yeah, no, I like that. I like the fact that, you you know, you're putting in the athlete and much better to get someone with less talent but with a great attitude. They're open to learning, ready to go.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're much easier to mould into with athletes. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. What do you think is the best thing about coaching and working with horses? Well, horses, obviously.
1: <laughs> friendships. We have a lot of friendships over the years. And just developing a really good, strong work ethic as a coach mm-hmm. and being able to encourage these young children that become young adults to go out into the world. It's life lessons. It's not just bolting lessons. So I think that's really important that they can – Translate
0: that into their everyday lives. Yep, yep. Okay. Now, as you've gone through, because you started off with volta and you talked about your your mother, and you know the other that was physiotherapist. Who else, or you know, who else do you think's influenced you and sort of taken you down the path of vaulting? You know, because it is a specialist path, and it's not like you came into vaulting. You you know, you remember your trail riding. You remember all, uh, other aspects within the horse industry. So you could have gone off and done other things, but What's kept you vaulting and who's influenced you to make those choices?
1: Okay, well, what's definitely kept me vaulting is obviously the horses because I just have such an in-ground passion for horses and spending time with them and watching them evolve, Mm -hmm. as well as all of my children over 25 years that I've coached from beginners to elite athletes and really, really strong characters that can also pass on their skills to horses and coaching in general. And other people that have encouraged me along the way has just, countless coaches international and national coaches that I recognize from many many different disciplines that we incorporate into vaulting and I've just learnt so much from there's too many to list because I've been attending clinics and workshops since I was 13 years old and they all have helped mold me into the coach that I am today
0: just pick out one of those lessons because sometimes sometimes someone can come in and you can be with them for a week all day for a week but they say one thing And you go, oh, right, that's really clicked with me. Is there something like that? It's just one thing. And you you hear yourself teaching it. You know, you're teaching it again and again and again.
1: Yeah, definitely. With vaulting, it's one of the main things that we say is to breathe and to relax, Mm -hmm. because not just for the horses, but also for the athletes. And so many wonderful coaches in Australia, we've all developed over time, develop a harmonious connection with the horses. That's something that we all enforce. So it hasn't been a particular moment because we reinforce that as often as possible and it's really struck with me so that I then pass it on to my athletes and when they're developing into becoming lunges themselves, they can translate that onto the ground level and work with that horse and have that harmonious connection of breathing, relaxing and working together.
0: Yeah. Now, do you remember the first time anyone told you that?
1: Oh, gosh, I would probably have been about fifteen and his name was Frank Spadinger and he was a he still is an international FBI judge and coach and he was very, very firm but fair. He had a little trembling <laughs> but he was a very strong impact. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, this particular workshop, he said, No, you've got to fight for it vault like you mean it if you say you can't you have to get off and do 20 push-ups and really really encourage yeah just a really strong work ethic Mm -hmm. but it really resonated at the time because I guess at 15 you're sort of in between that adolescent stages yep so it really resonated just if you want it you've got to work for it
0: yep yep now has there been a, a particular horse that you think's influenced you I mean I'm sure you you would have had a few but um yeah
1: many, many over the times but one that does stand out in particular is one of my current vaulting horses. His name's Ben and he had a really awful past before he came to me. He was been, uh, he went through the sale yards in Queensland. He was part of the Magic Williams, then ended up in the sale yards then was stuck to Sydney sale yards, he was bought, he ended up being seized by the RSPCA in Sydney because of a neglect case and his previous owner was taken to court and it was just dreadful, dreadful circumstances. He was not abused but he was completely neglected Mm -hmm. and he's a large horse so he'd lost a lot of weight. So then he ended up with horse welfare, they're based in the Hunter Valley near me and I came across him on their Facebook page and coincidentally I was beginning to look for a next project horse for vaulting. Yep, and yeah, that was oh, three years ago now, and he started a trial with us, and now he's a vaulting horse. <laughs>
0: good, good, now because he'd be thoroughbred, wouldn't he, if he's come through the Magic Millions? Yes, yeah. are thoroughbreds the best horses generally for vaulting, or do you look for any particular breed, or is it just the individual horse?
1: It's absolutely the individual horse; they're all different. I have uh, three vaulting horses at the moment. One is a thoroughbred, which is Ben, and he's eighteen one hand. Wow. Yeah. And then we have Cruz who is seventeen three hands. And then our smallest is Scarlett, who's sixteen three hands. Cruz is an Irish sport horse. He tends to throw more to the Irish draft. He's very heavy set. And then we have Scarlet, who's Cleveland Bay cross thoroughbred. So we are not generally breed specific. More high-level international. They do sway towards more of the warm bloods for the dressage training and the frame, and that way they can develop them for vaulting. But
0: Mm -hmm.
1: generally speaking, as long as they've got a good temperament and they have a nice... Sort of carriage and a really good trainable temperament, and they definitely need to be at least sixteen hands because if you're heading towards putting a team on them, they're yep. going to have to tolerate up to two to three on top at the same time, so they okay. need to be quite
0: strong and solid. I was yeah. going to ask you about the about the size you know 18, one's a fair handful <laughs> you know for a horse yeah He's yeah. an exception. <laughs> but as you say, if they've got to have a couple of riders on them, they've got to be able to have that strength. Absolutely. They, to carry the walters, yeah. Okay, what do you think your proudest moments been? Oh, my proudest moment,
1: gosh. Um, possibly being recognised as Equestrian Australia Community Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. And in the same year, I was also recognised for Equestrian Australia Volunteer of the Year. So they were really prominent moments for me because, as you know, the equestrian discipline just in general in Australia is so large. Mm-hmm. So to be recognised as a, a quantity of that, even a small one, yep. was really, really fulfilling. And, yeah, some of the things that were read out about me on the night were really encouraging, so that's more on a professional level
0: for an awards type thing, but there's mm-hmm.
1: so many other moments just working with horses and my teammates over the years. There's so much pride through that.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, yep, yep. Thinking about where you are now and, you, you know, you've got your team, you're heading to Germany, you, you know, things are going well. What's been your biggest challenge to get to where you are now?
1: Biggest challenges along the way are obviously injuries.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that injuries for yourself or injuries for horses?
1: To horses and my athletes, mm-hmm. um, if we set a goal to perform as a squad, you need six volkers at a high level, and if one of those suffers an injury, then you need to be able to have your reserve ready to yep. step into that role,
0: yep.
1: and there's and horses on top of that as well. Um, yeah, when horses sustain injuries, especially if they're our main horses that we're relying on for a specific competition, um, you then need to restructure and replan, but We've been through Mm -hmm. this and you you do come out stronger and you do learn a lot from different scenarios that present themselves along the way with
0: horses. Yes, and get a bit more prepared for next time, I suppose, because it really is, I mean, you know, any sport with a horse's team because you've still got the rider and the horse, that's a team. But when you're talking about a squad of six, you know, plus Mm -hmm. horses, you know, and then there's higher risk with that many, there's a higher risk of injury. So then you've got to have a reserve squad. So a fair bit of organising, isn't it?
1: It is indeed. Yeah. It takes a lot of planning and a really good team network and lots of experience and learn something every time. So yep, yep, you can be yep. best prepared and still can all go out the window with horses. So.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, now what's a common fault? Now I'm thinking along the lines of, first of all, to do with vaulting, what's the main thing that when people first start vaulting that they have problems with? Usually flexibility, (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: because unless they've come with it prior, it does take a little while to develop muscle suppleness and flexibility as well as strength. Next to that, it's horse harmony and really releasing all those nerves and connecting with the horse, because once they turn that corner, they really start progressing. So once they can just release the pent-up nerves and anxiousness that comes with trying something really new that's a bit of a challenge, Once Mm -hmm. they release that and then they can develop their strength and flexibility and all components of fitness, they can just progress beyond where they ever thought they could.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, because you said about releasing it because there's got to be a certain amount of confidence to go and um, to get on a horse as he's moving around. And, and, you know, you've got to keep asking yourself to do a bit more to keep improving, haven't you? So you've got to find that balance of getting the confidence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, now another one. So that was the vaulting. Just to do with lunging. So if someone starts lunging, and we're talking about lunging bolters now, what's a common problem that they would have? I guess on some level, it's just a confidence thing. Yep. and
1: horses as you know they're very very big communicators with body language
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they can like my mare in particular she can call a bluff on a lunger so she can start being a bit cheeky but if you have that confidence to you know encourage her with the she knows all the correct days and she'll call you bluff so it's about being confident in your skills and when yep. you're not then it's always good to develop those skills with a horse that will encourage you to learn <laughs> rather okay. than challenge you to
0: not wanting to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And that's how you know as a rider you start off with a horse that is easier you know that you can develop some some basic skills and it would be the same then for lunging yeah yes absolutely Mm -hmm. okay now do you have a book that you can recommend to our listeners something that will complement their training well i
1: think pretty much all horse books can offer endless information and ideas and as i say to my girls it's the same as attending any clinics you'll take something and you'll leave something um, I've always been a fan of Monty Roberts and his natural approach because I've got a lot of respect for that and I have seen him live two times and it really impacted me as a young adult mm-hmm. learning to work with younger, older, challenging horses, etc. So it's very hard to be specific for myself um, in relation to recommending a particular book but as I said, you can always take something and leave something from every bit of information you gather.
0: Yeah, yeah that's certainly having an open mm-hmm. mind, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I know that you've got this competition coming up in Germany.
1: Yes, yeah. Well, um, we've got a busy competition year ahead. We're off to Sydney Royal for Good Friday first. We've got a vaulting competition down there. Um, and then we have our state championships in June. And then just after in July, we're part of a vaulting exchange where five of my vaulters and myself, along with I think it's 15 other Australian vaulters and coaches, are going mm-hmm. over to for an interactive vaulting exchange where we'll attend some clinics, some workshops, lots of sightseeing, a couple of international competitions. Just it's more networking and getting to know people so that when we start to strive towards and develop my sport into higher level, we'll have some really good contacts internationally to develop that.
0: Yep, yep. What a great idea. And I bet the kids are looking forward to it as well.
1: Oh, they're so excited. My daughter's coming as well and she's five and she's already packed.
0: (laughs) She. (laughs) That's really good, really good. Okay, can you summarise your philosophy with horses then, Shana, just into a few sentences, something that is a lesson that people can take away with them?
1: Sure. Um, I would say always try, never give up, always ask for help. And if you reach a point with horses when you think you know everything, that's when you know the least. So never give (laughs) up trying, never hesitate to ask for help from someone whose opinion you respect, who is quite knowledgeable and can help you on further.
0: Good, good. Okay, now, Shana, how can people contact you?
1: All our details, are, we have a Facebook page called Hunter Valley Vaulting Team um, mm-hmm. and all our contact details are based on that. If not, we are on the Equestrian Australia website as an affiliated club that we can have all my contact details through that as well.
0: Okay, and those details will also be on that website which will be horsechats.com slash Sharna Kirkham or else just go to horsechats.com and search for shana. All right, thank you, shana great talking to you today really happy listening it and sort of coming from vaulting which i haven't had very much to do with you know always always sort of learning something and always sort of learning something about a different area of the horse industry which has been good
1: absolutely thank you very much
0: (laughs) thank you bye-bye thank you bye-bye if you've enjoyed this chat then please comment rate and subscribe